Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of the Hit Bodies podcast. I am your host, Chelsea Pleasant, and I am horribly tardy today. I It's so funny. I was like doing work and just getting distracted. And I was like, gosh, I know I have something to do today. Oh yeah, record the freaking podcast. Normally, I am so on top of it and have it done over the weekend, but Saturday morning, we got the pleasure of waking up to a sick child again. Ugh! Okay, anyway, before I get into all this, I want to tell you what the Hip Body, bleh, what the Hip Bodies podcast is all about in case you're new. So Hip Bodies is a workout program that I started back in 2017. And I work out live with my clients and I really like to consider it like I'm working out with you. Not like I'm training you. I mean, I am. I'm going to be giving you like modifiers and telling you the benefits of things and all that. But also like we're workout buddies. We're struggling together. We're talking about life. I'm asking you questions and whatever, right? So this podcast is an extension of that. And a big thing about me is I'm going to be real, okay? (laughs) I'm going to be real with you. Um, And sometimes like I feel like when I'm saying things, it's not always like the right thing to say. And today I definitely feel like that's the that's going to happen. <laughs> like there's the right thing to say and then there's the truth and I'm going to say the truth. So let's go ahead and get into it. So yeah, my son, he started preschool in January and it has been a nonstop snot fest ever since. Now we have done a nanny share for years and it was great. Like he was sure he was like snotty from time to time and he would get sick, but like this is unreasonable. I am so over it. Like we had a little bit of reprieve when we went to Mexico and then we had like a week or two with no snot and now the snot is back and Kevin even had a fever yesterday and I'm just like, this is crazy. Like I can't, this is so annoying. It's so annoying. So I don't know. It's like yet another reason why I want to pull him from preschool. I don't know. Like I'm not the mom that's like, I was watching everybody with like preschool graduation and stuff and that like seems like really emotional and I don't know if it's like I'm protecting my heart like not doing preschool and stuff like that but like that makes me sad like getting him comfortable at a preschool and then like he has to graduate from it and do something different I don't know like I'm oh it's emotional it's emotional I don't know why it's so emotional for me when I see like kids graduating from preschool and stuff and I'm you know like you you kind of develop this home with preschool I I don't I don't know I I sound ridiculous right now anyway I have a million reasons why I want to pull him from preschool and like him getting sick constantly is definitely one of them so I'm giving it the summer to think about it uh his school is actually year-round which is kind of nice because they really like recognize that parents also need childcare. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate that about them so they have some really fun stuff for summer like they do water play and all sorts of things so Kevin is he is in school as of now I've talked about it multiple times, how I kind of want to pull him out. So we will see. We will see if I end up pulling him out. I do plan on probably homeschooling come kindergarten age, but I don't know. I don't know. I change my mind all the time. I change my mind about everything all the time. Which brings me to my next topic, and that is that the struggle is real right now. Um, And I feel like it's a couple of things going on. But I'm pretty sure I'm about to start my cycle, which I just hate even telling you that because I feel like that is way too much information and it's like disgusting. It's I mean, it's not I know you're like, oh, Chelsea, it's normal. It's not disgusting. Okay, it's gross. Okay, it's gross. <laughs> I don't know. It's, but the truth is like with that, I definitely have noticed as of the last couple of months, I feel like a bottomless pit right before that happens. Like I'm just like, I can't 
I can't possibly eat enough food. And I think it might have something to do with the fact that I've been in weight loss mode for several months. So like my hormones get like super out of whack, like right before my cycle. And I just eat like nobody's business. I don't know. I just, maybe it's just like a theory or something, but I just have the last, like this last week, I felt really motivated going into the week and it went out the window. It went out the window real quick. I, I there was not a single keto day. <laughs> there just wasn't. But uh, I've, I'm just pushing keto aside for now. It's not for me, but I am on a weight loss journey. Okay. And so I'm going to keep keep giving it my best and I'm going to mix it up in every way, shape and form that I know how. So what I am doing is actually, have you guys heard of Michaela Thomas fit? She's on like TikTok and Instagram and her recipes are like easy peasy. Like, oh my gosh, I love, I love how easy they are. Now I've made a couple and I'm like, "Mm, they just weren't that good. If I'm being honest, like so the first one I made, it felt like a Midwest meal. Uh, it sounded really good. So I'll tell you what it was. It was rotisserie chicken and you like shred it and you mix it with fat-free cream of chicken soup and fat-free cream of mushroom soup and you like bake it and you're supposed to put like Ritz crackers on top. I didn't have the Ritz crackers, so I left that part out. I really didn't think it was like that big of a deal though. And then you serve it over rice. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Like that was exactly what I wanted on Saturday. But when I went to eat it, I was like, this is like, I feel like I could have made this better. You know what I mean? Like, so her recipes are like that easy. You get what I'm saying, right? It's like super processed food, like, and like lots of convenience foods. And so like, if you're into that kind of thing, like you're going to love her recipes. I want to love them because again, it was so easy, but even Cameron was like, he he took the leftovers of it and he just mixed it into the dog food because he was like, no, like it just, it didn't have a lot of flavor. Like, I don't know. I feel like I maybe could have done a better job of like seasoning it up, but yeah. So I, anyway, but what I am doing is I'm taking her recipes and kind of using them as inspiration and ideas. So one thing that was a win is I've been kind of reintroducing canned chicken into my life. If you think that's gross, that's fine, but I actually don't. So I love like chipotle flavored meats, okay? So what I did the other day is I took canned chicken and just a little bit of mayonnaise and chipotle chili powder and garlic powder and I mixed it all together and I kind of spread that. So think of it like the mayonnaise just kind of acts as a little bit of like a little fat, but just like like a sauce. Like if you ever have like, why can't I think of what it's called? like chicken salad, I guess, like, you know, like chicken salad chicks, that place, like that kind of, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I spread it on the tortilla and I put a little bit of cheese and then I just gently sprayed the outside with a little bit of avocado oil and I air fried it. So it was just like a super crispy quesadilla and I dunked it in nonfat Greek yogurt. Oh my gosh. So good. And then here's the real kicker. So I like to mix my nonfat Greek yogurt with, it's called tiger hot sauce. And you guys, it's so good. Let me let me see if I can. Is this like available everywhere? I get it at my local Food Lion, but it's this slightly sweet hot sauce. Okay, it says it just yeah, it's just called like if you search Tiger Hot Sauce, you're going to see it. But it's like a little bit sweet. It is so freaking good. I'm obsessed with Tiger Hot Sauce. It looks like you can get it on Amazon, but it's like $9. Okay, they have it at Publix. 
I'm trying to see if they have it anywhere that's like, um, oh, they have it at Walmart. That's on the West Coast. Like everyone has a Walmart, right? Mm, Jen, if Jen, if you're listening, you don't have a Walmart. <laughs> okay, but anyway, it's it's really, really, really good hot sauce. So yeah, that is like one of my quick, easy lunches that I'm doing right now. I'm really simplifying my meal. So like tonight, I'm gonna have some chicken breast and rice and veggies. Um, I have some like Brussels sprouts I'm probably going to roast up and you can always add like a sauce to that type of meal. I love a simple meal like that. Not everyone does. Not everyone's into it, but for me, mm, I love it. And I'm actually, I'm going to try to record me making my chicken this afternoon because I feel like I've nailed like kind of like a meal prep chicken situation. Now I don't meal prep for the whole week when I meal prep. I just meal prep for a couple of days because I get like... I overthink it after two days now. I didn't used to. I used to like meal prep everything on Sunday and I would eat it through Friday, but that is very gross to me now and I can't believe I ever did that. So I just meal prep for a couple of days and then kind of like around like when, so it's like, yeah, I'm going to like cook some chicken today. Like when I make dinner tonight, I'm going to cook enough chicken for like multiple meals and then I'll use it tomorrow and then I'll do that same thing again on Wednesday. And so that's how I make it a little bit easier on myself, but yeah, I, I, I want, I want to be that girl that can meal prep like on Sunday for the whole week, but I just can't. There are people that do freezer meals. <sighs> the problem is, you guys, I do feel like frozen vegetables are always soggy. I think crockpot food is. Oh, I, I am not like. Here's where I like crockpot food. I like, I love it. An Asian pork taco made in the crockpot. I can hang with that. But don't you feel like it's like it just kind of becomes like everything is soggy when you cook stuff in the crock pot? I don't know. I'm just not a crock pot girl. Oh, or a super chili. That's soup, stews, chilies. Those can all be done in the crock pot. But like you can't do crock pot meals like all the time, you know? And I just if you're like a crock pot lover, I think you should have like a real heart to heart with your family. Just ask like, are you guys okay with me and my crock pot meals? And like give them the invitation to be honest because I definitely think you know, it, they get old. <laughs> Those meals get old. Okay. Anyway, so now we're going to talk about something like really fun that I did this weekend. So if you listen to the podcast back when I went to Disney World, there was this place called Gideon's Bakehouse. Yeah, Gideon's Bakehouse. And so it's in Disney World. Um, it's not at Disneyland. It's at Disney World. Okay. And this place, it's really cool. You walk in and it's like, well, first off, you have to wait like five hours. And this, that is not an exaggeration. Literally five hour wait to get these cookies. You have to like get in a, a virtual queue. Once your virtual queue's up, then you get in the physical line, which is very long. Like if you would have just seen the physical line, you'd be like, oh, that's a really long line. Not even knowing that people were waiting to get in that line. They were waiting for a text to confirm they could get in that line. And then like once you get in line, somebody like checks you in to the line like there's like somebody there with like an ipad and then you have to wait in line to just to get in the building to then wait in another line inside the store to then purchase your cookies which are six dollars a pop okay so it was quite the experience but if you read reviews on it people are like these are the best cookies ever they're totally worth the wait blah blah blah. and i will say they were really good um i decided i have been wanting to do this for weeks and weeks and weeks and i decided you know what I am, I'm feeling hormonal. I'm feeling like a cookie. I am going to make the Gideon's copycat recipe that I found. So I found a recipe for the pistachio toffee chocolate chip cookie 
Gideon's copycat. Now, the problem is these Gideon's cookies are literally half a pound each. So I cut the cookies into thirds. So I cut the recipe in half and then like split it. So it made, I think it made nine cookies. But if I would have used the whole recipe, it would have only made six cookies. They're ridiculous. They're huge. Okay. So I cut, obviously cut the bake time way down, all that kind of stuff. And um, here's my review. They turned out great. Um, you have to like brown the butter. It's like, it's definitely like more complicated than my traditional chocolate chip cookie recipe. They were very good though. Very, very good. I, I, I will definitely make them again. I think they're like, they're not something that I would make like, you know, you, you can't just whip them up. Right. But like they were really, really good. So anyway, I just wanted to share that I made those. If you want the recipe, let me know. Uh, if you have had a Gideon's cookie, which one was your favorite? For me, that was my favorite. That's why I wanted the, to do the copycat. There's also a girl on TikTok who just did a copycat recipe. Her recipe was very complicated, though. She was like part rye flour, part regular flour, part brown butter, part regular butter. And I was like, okay, you're taking this way too seriously. I am just going to this one is like way more realistic. Like I'm sure hers is probably like more spot on to the OG Gideon's. I'm like, I don't know. I just need a good cookie. Okay. All right. Next up. Next up is I'm wanting a little bit more data. So this morning I started thinking about an aura ring. The problem with an aura ring, I feel like it's mostly about sleep. And that's not what I'm trying to track because I know I don't get fantastic sleep right now. My son is in our bed and that just is not going to change, unfortunately, not anytime soon. <laughs> so I, what I really want is like to track my activity throughout the day and not so much like how many calories I burn during my workout or anything like that. Like I am literally just wanting to see like how many steps do I realistically get in a day? My phone tracks my steps to some degree, but if I don't have my phone on me, then it's not tracking the steps. So I'm thinking about getting like a cheap tracker from Amazon. I do have like a really old Apple watch, but I'm pretty sure I can't even use it anymore. And honestly, the battery doesn't even last because it's like a, it's like a series one. It's from like 2017. Um, and I don't feel the need to buy a full blown Apple watch because the only feature I want is the activity tracking, right? And like you can get an activity tracker for like 30 bucks. I'm not worried about like the calorie burn or anything like that. I just, I just want like that. I just want a little bit more data on my day, um, as a motivation tool for me, because sometimes like when I feel like when you have to face the numbers, you're like, God, just get your butt moving. Right. I very much struggle and it's, it's been more obvious because I, I have been checking in my phone like how many steps I take in a day and I know it's not totally accurate because I don't have my phone on me all day but like you guys I don't even hit 6,000 steps a day when I am actively walking a mile on top of everything else that I do but I will say it's also not like it's not counting for my workouts at all like I don't wear my apple watch or I don't have my phone like on my body during my workout so like that would be a fair I don't know any look at me already justifying it Anyway, so I started looking at the aura rings. I was like, oh, that seems like super realistic to wear, but it's like hundreds of dollars and it's really about sleep. And it's like, yeah, man, I want good sleep too, but but it's not a matter of discipline. It's like my life right now. I promise you, like if the kids would let me, I would get fantastic sleep. Okay. Like I have, I have great sleep habits. Like I go to bed early. I don't stare at screens, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but it's just, it's the kids, right? So I don't need that kind of motivation. I really need the activity. So all this to say, if you have recommendations on an activity tracker, that's like 
affordable, has decent battery life, that kind of stuff, definitely let me know. Moving on, um, I downloaded this app, okay, and it's for social media scrolling. I already had to delete it though, and here, and I'll tell you why in a minute because it kind of sucks. I do want to use it because I really liked how it was working, but and I for, it's called like Well, no, I forgot the name. <laughs> I forgot the name of the app, but it's called Well Something, and it would interrupt you when you're scrolling on social media after five minutes. It would interrupt you. And it would remind you of something that you're trying to focus more on. So for me, I like when I was filling out the app, it was like, uh, I want to connect more with my loved ones. I want to spend more time outside and, uh, I want to just like, like be more productive or whatever. Like those were kind of the three things. Like there's, they have a bunch of different things that you can pick from. So, and you can very specifically make it interrupt you only on social media apps. Like I don't want to be interrupted because I accidentally had it set up for all my apps when I first signed up for it. And so it'd be like, I'm five minutes into the podcast and it shut off my podcast and it's like, go connect with loved ones. It was like, uh, they're asleep and I'm trying to listen to a podcast, man. Um, so I had to switch it to just social media apps, which makes sense. Um, and I appreciated it because it'd be like, I'm scrolling and it's like reminding me like, why don't you send a message to a loved one? Why don't you do blah, blah, blah. And I, so I really liked it, but the problem was I go live on social media. <laughs> so it can't be shutting down the app after five minutes, but I don't know how to integrate the app on my phone. Well, you know what I mean? So, and, and the other thing too, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I like, I like the concept of the app and that's why I wanted to share it with you. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to work for me. Uh, but I, if, if you don't mind being completely interrupted while you're on social media, like it's going to shut off your apps and you have to like consciously reopen them to get going again. I think it's a really good one. And it's called, I have to find the name. I'm going to put it in the show notes. It's called like, well, something. Yeah. I was hoping I had it in my emails when I signed up, but I'm not seeing it. I keep checking. Oh, here we go. Well spent. I found it. Well spent better screen time. And so it does cost money. It was $29.99 for the year. I didn't end up paying that. It's because it's free for your first week. But I was like, well, it's not going. I realize now that it won't work for me. But super cool. So yeah, that's what's going on. Okay, so hip bodies. What's going on inside hip bodies? Well, we are in week two of Hot Girl Runner. Now, if you're like, oh man, I wish I would have signed up for Hot Girl Runner. You still can. And, and here's why. This week is almost exactly the same as the first week. We're doing three rounds this week. We're not like increasing a bunch. So it would still be a really good time to start if you want to join in on Hot Girl Runner. And if you're like, I want to go from the beginning, well, guess what? We record every, everything's still there. So you could just be a week behind us too. Like that would work just fine. So anyway, I would love to have you. It's an amazing, amazing program. What we do is we take like my top moves for changing your body and we track how many reps you do and how much weight, how many reps you do and how much weight you're lifting. And then that kind of adds up to how much weight you're moving. And basically week after week, we're trying to move more weight without necessarily taking a whole lot longer, right? We're working smarter, not harder. And the same goes for cardio. So in week one, we did cardio fitness test, okay? And we're going to take another fitness test at the very end to see how much we've improved. And so our Tuesdays and Thursday workouts are very specifically cardio. And they're like really challenging and really good. Um, 
but it's just like the cherry on top, right? And the runner part of Hot Girl Runner is just really trying to encourage you to get outside. It's a beautiful time of year. Um, If you live on the West Coast, well, wildfires have not started. (laughs) Um, That's not funny. I don't know why I laughed. Because I I think I, because Canada does happen to be on fire. But it's not funny. I should not have laughed. I'm sorry. I'm awkward. But um, yeah. And then on the East Coast, it's not like miserably hot and humid yet. It's just like a really beautiful time of year for, I feel like most parts of the country, like the snow's clearing up. If you live in a snowy place, I would hope, I would hope it's cleared up by now. It's it's June. Yeah. It should clear up by now. Uh, but we had like a lot of really cold days up until recently here in North Carolina, which was very out of character for us. Um, people have been describing the weather here this year, like this time of year, it's feeling like October, which is so weird for us. Um, cause normally it's pretty miserable already, (laughs) but I'm, I do, I do, I love this time of year here. I love when the beach isn't too crazy. Um, the sun is shining. I love going to the beach. I really do. I I need to do it more often. And I, I keep wondering, like, if I lived within walking distance of the beach, would I like it better here? I don't know. Because I, if you've seen my social media, you know I'm going through a phase that I go through from time to time where I hate living here. <laughs> I And the truth is, it comes and goes. But I also have this part of me where I, I don't know. So, when, okay, hear, hear me out. When I moved from Seattle to Montana, I loved it. I loved Montana. It was beautiful. I loved the snow. I, I felt like I really got four seasons. I loved the views. And I think part of it was it was similar enough to where I grew up. Like I grew up in the Pacific Northwest around like 30, 45 minutes south of Seattle, Washington. And so when I moved to Montana, it was similar enough to home that I had that sliver of home vibes, but it was more of what I wanted. It was less rain. So it was like summer was summer. And if it was, it was either snowy or sunny, there was very minimal rain. It's very dry in Montana, which some people like don't like that. And I will say like, it's very wet here. It's very moist here. (laughs) Um, So yeah, like uh, when I moved to Montana, I really loved it. I, and then when I moved here, I immediately missed Montana. I missed Washington. Like I missed all of it. And I kept being like, what should we do? Like we were thinking about going back, but it's like, we, we picked this. Like we, this was what we decided. We, Cameron didn't choose to live in Montana. He was stationed there, but then he got out of the military and we chose Wilmington, North Carolina. Actually, I just want to share that because some people might not know that we chose to move here and we chose it. Here's how Cameron was deployed with someone that was from here and they made it sound great. So we came out and visited. We came out in February, which is a truly wonderful time of year for Wilmington. So we got like this beautiful sampling of it, not even realizing how awful it could be. And I, I know I sound so negative when I say that a lot of people love living here. I mean, I tell you what, I just ran into a woman who moved here from Alabama and she's like, Oh, I love it here. There's so much to do. There's blah, blah. And I'm like, why do I not feel that way? And my mom doesn't feel that way either. My parents don't really like it and I don't really like it. And that's the thing that I keep struggling with is my parents, they moved out here for us. Okay. But I feel like my parents don't like it. Cameron and I don't really like it either. 
the longer I stay here, the deeper the roots are getting. My friendships with people are getting stronger and more meaningful to me. Um, my son's friendships with his friends and, you know, Casey's going to get older. She's going to develop friendships of her own. And I, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm, I, I want to love it. I want to love it. Like I live near the beach. I, it's like things that I've dreamed of my whole life. And it's, I don't like hurricanes. I don't like the bugs. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I've been, I've been dreaming of moving back to Washington, a lot lately, but moving on the other side of the mountains to like Wenatchee area or like kind of near Chelan. Like if, and if you don't know any of these places, let me just tell you about Eastern Washington. And I feel like I'm just going on a weird tangent right now, but this is just where my head's at. And this is, I'm going to share that with you. So Eastern Washington is so different than Western Washington. And I think certain people like both. So I love four seasons. I love snow. I love sunshine and I love embracing each of those seasons. One thing that I don't love is like when it's cold outside, but there's like nothing to do in it, you know? And that's how I felt like growing up in Western Washington. I felt like it was like that a lot, but Eastern Washington, it's so different because so so there's the Cascade Mountains that go like down the middle of the state. So when you drive through, it's like a whole other world. It's like way more rural, which I love. I love rural, which is such a weird word. Don't you feel weird when you say that word rural? It's kind of hard to say. Okay. Anyway, it's beautiful. Like I love like open. I love minimal traffic, but I need some sense of community still. It's like, I need, I need people. I need to, I need things to do that kind of stuff. Like I, especially now that I have kids, like it wasn't as important to me just when it was just Cameron and I, but like now that we have kids, it's like, I need some sense of community, but I don't, I don't want it to be like the city either. I know so many things. It's funny how like, as you become older, you just become pickier. So long story short, I just, I am feeling called to move. I'm like staring at my house right now and I'm just like, it's like we've made this house a home we truly have and like why why does it not feel but then I get sad thinking about leaving here too I don't know guys I will be visiting the North Carolina mountains this summer uh one of my like friends has sent me a ton of recommendations so I'm really excited to check it out and see if it see if it feeds my soul the way I need it to I think I just need a freaking hill in in my site when, when we drove over to Cancun or we drove over to Charlotte to fly to Cancun and just driving to Charlotte, like seeing a few Hills, it just like made me so happy. And I was like, I want to move here. I want to, I want to see some Hills, you know, I don't know. It's, it sounds so silly, but anyway, I need to get back on track. You guys, I need to get back on track. So the next portion of the podcast, I have to, I got to check my notes, guys. I got to check my notes. I am a hot mess today. I just feel like I'm going all over the place, but you know what? That's where my brain's at. Okay. Something that I am killing it at lately, (sighs) keeping my closet clean. No, I haven't even been doing a good job at that. Is this always something I kill it at, but not eating out? I feel like I should celebrate that because this last week, while I haven't been perfect, I have not eaten out. And I do think that's like always my saving grace to not feeling restricted yet maintaining a body I feel fairly confident in. Which also, like, I want to talk about that for a second because I think this is the thing that's, like, a little bit unpopular for me to say, but it's the truth. So 
I had been feeling really, really motivated at the beginning of like at the new year, right? And I have like, I made great progress and I have been struggling to stay on track recently. And I think part of it is I'm not as uncomfortable in my own skin right now. Therefore, it's harder for me to be disciplined enough to make progress. And I know that's an unpopular thing to say because a lot of people are like, you can't like hate yourself into changing your body or whatever. And it's like, the truth is like when I'm really uncomfortable in my own skin, that motivates me to change my behavior. And maybe not everyone feels that way, but I, I've always felt a little weird when I saw that like quote and whatever, cause it, it kind of didn't resonate for me personally. I was like, I, I feel like that, that is what kind of motivates me. Like when I am uncomfortable with something, I want to change it. And so I'm willing to make changes and make sacrifices. If I like kind of like where I'm at and like, it's, it ain't perfect, but like we can deal, <laughs> then it's, it gets a little harder. And I feel like that's kind of the season that I've been in a little bit. So I haven't like moved in the wrong direction. I've just been staying the same. And I do think a big part of that is the fact that I don't eat out. So I don't know. I'm going to share say that I'm killing it at that, like cooking at home and always coming up with something to make for dinner. And even my sweet treats, like my Gideon's chocolate chip cookies, um, which yeah, I'll be thinking about those for a while. They're pretty freaking good. Okay. So meals I am loving right now. I'm just going to say it. The marry me chicken. Jen actually mentioned it too. You guys marry me chicken. If you've never had it, it's so good, but here's an important key. I think it has to be made with this like sun-dried tomatoes that are in the packet. Uh, the, the recipe that I like is the one from Gimme Delicious, G-I-M-M-E, Gimme, yeah, Gimme Delicious, uh, Marry Me Chicken. I'm just going to pull it up right now, make sure that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It like went viral on TikTok too. It is so freaking good. I recommend serving it over pasta. Um, I think you could probably serve it over rice or the, she says mashed potatoes. Like you could put it with just about anything. I think it's really freaking good with pasta. I made it this week and it's a 10. It's so freaking good. So workout wins this week. I moved more weight on Wednesday than I did Monday. Um, Friday I was pretty wiped, so I did not, but I, I still haven't totaled up what I did today, but I'm pretty sure I moved more weight today than I did last Monday. So, and that's my goal is just to move more weight week after week. Right. So I'm feeling really proud of that. I did some, I did 155 pound deadlifts. I think I got it up seven times today. So that feels good. I'm, I'm pleased with all this and I'm going to start working on like more of my, I, I don't like, I don't want to say one rep max because I want it like, like three rep max. So I got to find those numbers. And I, I'm always very open about like where I'm at when I'm doing these workouts with my clients. And I always encourage you guys, like while I'm doing weight where I have to stop after five to 10 or whatever, I want you to push yourself to where you hit fatigue. You know, with a hit bodies workout, it's not like I'm like, you got to do 15 or you got to do 10. It's like, I want you to push yourself to, to your, like to your max, maybe not max, maybe max isn't the right word. Like I want you to push to where you hit fatigue. Okay. Okay. So something I'm obsessed with right now, it, um, it's my skincare. Uh, I have been doing the, I'm going to say TikTok trifecta skincare regimen for, I would say like a month or so now. And so it's kind of crazy. I do dial hand soap. I do Neutrogena. I think it's the um, 
wrinkle repair one. It's it's like a retinol situation. And then I use gold bond moisturizer on my face. I know you're like, what dial hand soap? Yeah. So I guess it's like the antibacterial that's in the dial hand soap that's so effective. And then obviously the Neutrogena stuff is really good. And the gold bond moisturizer is like no joy. It's like it's going to hydrate your skin. My skin has been looking absolutely incredible since I started doing this. I don't, people have asked me like how long until you notice results. Honestly, I don't know, but I'm obsessed. I also like TikTok has been like my new resource, not even my new resource. It's just like the resource I've been leaning on for like hair stuff and skincare and everything in between. So I got this coconut oil. It's like a hair oil. I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know what's like what the brand is or anything, but like I'm going to take a picture of it and I'll post it on my Instagram story today. I really like it. I do need to trim my hair, but it's making my ends feel so much softer. This is just like a Walmart product. Nothing crazy. The girl who talks about this hair care, I'll have to find her and share her TikTok page. She's like a genius on hair care. Like she like studies the science behind everything. She like actually when she's like looking at a label, she knows the ingredients and like what is beneficial for your hair what's not it she breaks it down she's so freaking smart so anyway if you're like Chelsea you shouldn't believe everything you hear on TikTok I don't believe everything I hear on TikTok but I'm willing to give things a shot and like people can earn my trust that way you know what I'm saying okay so yeah that's what I'm obsessed with right now um all right last section is unpopular opinions This is kind of a weird one today, but I'm excited to share it because I've actually really changed my tune on something. So if you guys don't know, I, so I am passionate about fitness, but I'm also very passionate about finances. And I used to be a big fan of Dave Ramsey and I I feel like I drank the Dave Ramsey Kool-Aid. Now with, with that being said, I think it's important to note that I've never been one to be in debt. Like I've never once paid a penny of interest on a credit card. I I did have student loans from college that I had to pay off, but like other than that, I just like if I can't afford it, I don't buy it. I have a lot of discipline when it comes to finances, okay? And so I guess like Dave Ramsey, it felt aligned with what I already believed. So I like drank the Dave Ramsey Kool-Aid. More recently, I feel like my philosophy around finances has kind of changed and like what I've seen has helped me make financial progress. It ain't the Dave Ramsey way. Okay. Hear me out. So if you don't know who Dave Ramsey is and like what he preaches, one of the things that he really preaches, which I think is just absolutely ridiculous is like, if you can't afford a 15 year mortgage and it's like a quarter of your take home pay or something like that, like then you can't afford a house. And I'm, I'm here to say that's crazy. Okay. If me personally, the financial, the biggest financial strides that I have been able to make over the last, like I bought my first house when I was 23 and I am now 34 and I have the biggest financial progress that I've been able to make has been from equity in my real estate. Now it's scary to buy a house when the market is as insane as it is now. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know what I think is going to happen anymore. But I do know that in the grand scheme of things, come 10, 20, 30 years from now, the real estate is very likely to appreciate. 
Um, the One of the things that I think is really happening right now is it's just becoming almost impossible for the average person to break into homeownership. Like, I can honestly say, but okay, I have some unpopular opinions that I'm going to get to here in a minute. Um, and I just think it's going to get harder and harder the longer that people wait. That's kind of like what my gut's telling me. So for me, it, it when I'm on the outside of someone who's who I see is like thinking about trying to buy a house, I'm like, I would go for it, man. I would go for it. I would try to figure it out because I feel like it's only going to get harder over time. The biggest problem that I see is when people are going to buy a home, they're looking for their dream home, like right from the get-go. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves because when you go to buy, when you go to like uh, sign up for a rental, (laughs) people just look at the monthly payment and they're like, oh, well, you know, I only have to live here for a year or two or whatever, right? And oftentimes the monthly payment of a rental versus the monthly payment of a mortgage is going to be pretty similar. But why don't you look at that the same as when you're buying a house? Okay, because for me, I look at every home that I own as a stepping stone. I'm never looking at like, oh, this is the end all be all. This is the dream home. This is where I'm going to live forever. Because the truth is you get the best deal on a home when you move in. Okay, if you want to buy a home as a rental, you're going to pay way more to borrow that money and all that kind of stuff, right? But if you like buy a home, rent it out and move, like buy a home, live in it for a while, rent it out and then move. That's like the best way to like slowly play Monopoly, okay? The problem is most people, they max themselves out trying to buy a home that is kind of stretching them too thin to begin with and then they aren't able to save up money for another one and then they're never able to play that game of monopoly now not to say that everyone wants to not everyone wants to be a landlord but it's like for our family it's been such a great way to set ourselves up especially with uh me not having necessarily like a 401k plan and that kind of stuff like i you know still put money in a roth ira and like those types of things and I, maybe I'll get deeper into finance talk another day, but like, I, I guess where I'm getting at is my unpopular opinion is right now, I don't think that borrowing money is the worst thing in the world, especially to make financial progress. And I think the market, it feels crazy. It feels uncertain, but I personally would try to jump in. I, I would try to jump in, even if it's a home that you're not totally in love with. Okay. Because one of two things is going to happen. Either home values will continue to increase and it will simply become more unaffordable. Okay. And then, and then you're still, you know, you're kind of in the same position you are now, but like five, 10 years down the road or home values will increase. And then potentially you could sell that home and upgrade, right? And you now like have built this equity just by living in this home, right? Um, or let's say the market crashes, okay? If, if that, let's say the market truly does crash and you're like in, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? If you can, it, if the market crashes, likely rates will come down too, okay? And if the rates come down, then you can refinance and hopefully your monthly payment will be reasonable enough that either you can at least rent out the, the home to break even, okay? And then may, maybe you could buy another home. And I know people that did that back in 2008 that uh, they owned a home that they were underwater on and they just rented it to like cover the mortgage and kind of wait it out till they could sell. And then this was over in Seattle when I lived in Seattle and look at what home values have done now. You know, it's like way higher than it was in like 2007 and stuff. So anyway, 
I guess my unpopular opinion is I kind of disagree with Dave Ramsey. And I think that if you're smart about it, I think you can borrow money and leverage debt to make financial progress. And if you're thinking about home ownership and you're feeling a little bit like overwhelmed by it and you're not sure how to get into it, my recommendation would be to don't talk to a real estate agent, talk to a lender. Figure out like, okay, what, where could, what could I actually potentially afford right now? Or what steps would I need to take to like get going in that direction? Because yeah, I don't know, man. I, and also like if you already own a home and you're like, I really kind of want to get into the rental game, go for it, man. Go for it. So Cameron and I, we are like it. And that's part of like what's going on in my head right now with like wanting to move and stuff is we own a rental here and their lease is going to be coming up soon. And I don't know if they're planning on staying or moving. They've lived there for several years. So I feel like maybe they'll want to move. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But like for me, I'm like, okay, could we sell that house and use the cash elsewhere and like, you know, start making some moves? Like, uh, or should we like get rid of it so that we can start thinking about where we want to live more long term if we don't want to stay here? It's just getting me thinking. And real quick, I want to kind of bring this back to fitness for a minute because maybe you're like, Chelsea, this was barely about fitness today. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair. I do feel like I could bring it back to fitness though. So, when I first started getting into fitness, I was laser focused on that. But eventually, it starts to become second nature and you crave that type of like progression in other parts of your life. When you learn to like track your food, track your progress, all of those types of things, you can take that exact formula and apply it to something else. Maybe you want to make financial progress. Maybe you want to start like a side hustle business type of thing. Maybe you want to improve your marriage. And when I, when you're like, Chelsea, like tracking progress in a marriage. Okay. Just hear me out. Like, okay. We like, you're feeling super disconnected from your spouse and like, I'll be like, same man, same. Um, I feel, I love my husband so much, but like, we have not had the quality time that we need right now. Like it has been survival mode for our marriage. I love him so much. And I like, we're good. We're solid, but like, the what we're doing right now is should it ain't enough I'll tell you that so like but like we're this is a tough season with these small children okay anyway back to the point I feel like when you start applying those things and you go okay like we're gonna schedule two date nights a week let's get like a sitter that's like on you know on call for those types of nights we got like a couple backup sitters whatever like you start like making the time for those things and like putting in the work and knowing when you do x y and z it is likely going to improve this thing in your life that you're trying to improve. And I just feel like fitness is a catalyst for improvement in so many ways. You know, it just really is. So let the, let this all inspire you. Let my unpopular opinion about Dave Ramsey's financial advice, which, hey, Dave Ramsey's doing a hell of a lot better than me money-wise, so maybe you should be listening to him. There are a lot of things that he says that I agree with, okay? I don't think you should be in credit card debt, but I do use a credit card for everything. I just pay it off every month because I, I'm sorry. I have made hundreds of dollars a year, which for me is significant. Okay. That's like getting my hair done or whatever. Right. Um, I've made hundreds of dollars a year off of credit cards, like from the cashback stuff. Okay. God, Chelsea, you're getting on. I'm on all sorts of tangents today. I've had too much coffee. I am all over the place, but that's where we're at. You guys, I love you so much. If you listen to this all over the place episode and you made it to the finish line, you 
better tell me. Okay, <laughs> you better tell me. Um, have a fantastic week. I will talk to you next week and I will hopefully have Cameron on next week. I've been dying to do an episode with him. We totally planned on it this week, but you know, sick babies. We, it, yeah, survival mode. That's our, that's our marriage season right now. Bye.